2: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
0: Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. We're filling in for Jim Smalley, who is out
2: sick once again Welcome to the Thursday edition of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. On today's show, we're going to talk with Matthew Struthers. He'll give us the latest with a crop update. Also going to give you an update on how things are looking for our neighbors east of us. We'll also give you a breakdown on what's happening across Canada and dip into the United States with agriculture news. We'll also have the farm weather market
0: update and resource report all in their usual spots. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace Gridner.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain. Your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. To make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable, get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Harvest is nearing completion in Saskatchewan, with producers just finishing up their final fields. Matthew Struthers, a crops extension specialist, gives us an update on what is left across the land of the living skies.
3: Uh, yeah, so we we didn't uh, publish a crop report this week, um, just as we we're giving a break before our final. But um, you know, it was it was another good week. Um, uh, of course, it was uh, quite dry, and the days were. Um, you know uh not not overly warm, but uh not not freezing cold, so that allowed for for harvest to continue and and most of the crop that was picked up is is still in those eastern regions. Um, just about everywhere else is is um, you know coming to an end. Uh, the last few fields here and there are being picked up, so um you know it's likely some flax fields and, and maybe some later canola that's just the last stuff to go, but uh you know overall, a very good um, harvest season, and now we just need that rain. And Matthew,
2: how do you feel that this year's harvest went?
3: Uh, You know, I think it went really well. Um, Of course, you know the Southwest and and West Central got started, um, you know, earlier than they usually do, and they and they finished or a lot of producers in those areas finished up uh, earlier than they usually do, just due to how dry it was and how um, how poor the crop was in some areas. You know, and whereas we saw a bit of a delay um, just in maturity of the crop um, in this eastern in in the eastern half of the province and up into the north, Um, and you know, so that that pushed back harvest by a couple weeks for some producers, but uh, thankfully that crop did dry down and, and they were able to get it off um, you know very quickly actually is, is quite good or is very surprising to see how fast they were able to get it off um, and, and thankfully we didn't get that rain uh, you know during that time but now we certainly need it and, and especially since I hear that uh, snow's coming on the forecast in a couple weeks so uh, I'm happy that most of the crop is off now and that producers will, will avoid any of those risks.
2: What were some of the big challenges that uh, farmers faced uh, with this year's harvest?
3: Well, some producers, um, you know, had to deal with just. Uh, I'll start with the, just how dry it was, you know, and that that causes a lot of issues um, when it comes to fires and 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 uh, just that added risk of uh, of combine and tractor fires or field fires. Uh, so that was an issue that some producers ran into, uh, especially in those that southwest and west central and and the drier parts of the province, um, and even those that got rain, uh, that that risk was still uh, still around. So. Um, and then other producers had to deal with uh, of course the grasshopper issues um not only eating their crop but uh, you know being sucked up into their combines and and getting in with the seed and requiring cleaning um and then now that we saw a bit of moisture as well um in the eastern half of the province especially right around the flowering stage of many crops um we saw a little uh, an increase in um uh ergot in the wheat uh, and then also you know sclerotinia and fusarium uh along in those cereal crops as well as some canola crops as well so uh a bit of a uh a, a disease uptick this year just with that moisture that we did we didn't get last year that we got this year um and that that caused a few issues um you know post harvest with when coming to sell that grain so uh yeah it was it was not an easy year but certainly i would say an improvement over last year um for many producers
2: And how do yields look this year compared to the previous years?
3: Uh, you know when it comes to yields, uh, it all depends on on where you look. If you look at the whole province as a whole, um, yields um, have greatly inc- or greatly improved um, compared to last year, which is uh, which is not surprising just with the the good crops out of the eastern um, half of the province and then um, some much poorer crops in parts of the of the western half and especially down in the southwest and west central regions where uh, many producers in those areas uh, either saw. Uh, you know slightly better than they did last year or or worse than they saw last year so um it's kind of all about where you look when you break it down by region by region you can certainly see that uh some producers uh didn't have as as well of a season as a season as others but uh hopefully uh hopefully that turns around next season and and uh those that need the rain get it when they can and and their crops are able to improve and
2: anything else you want to add matthew
3: I got my fingers crossed and hope that we get some rain here. Um, now that everybody's finished up, uh, we certainly need it. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been dry. It's been windy. Uh, everybody needs a a bit of a drink here and, and as we go into the winter and hopefully there's a good snowfall this winter, uh, that allows for some good runoff. And then next spring, uh, we start off on the right foot with a, a good spring rain and, and we get
0: right back into it.
2: That was Matthew Struthers, a crop extension specialist.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Covering for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gridner.
2: This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Harvest progress sits at only 79% complete across Manitoba. According to this week's crop report. This puts harvest completion about two weeks behind the five-year average of 89% for this time of year. James Fries, the applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture.
4: Uh, the northwest region actually is, uh, I would say, pretty far along, uh, and that's uh, just in time with this cooler and wetter weather that has come along. What's being combined right now? There's still a little bit of canola out in the field, and uh, and then the odd... Uh, oat field I think uh, is out there and then if you head further towards Dauphin then uh, you'll see there are still soybeans out and for sure there are still uh, silage corn fields that are um, in the process I guess of being harvested now but for the most part we see that uh, spring wheat is just about um, all off I mean there's probably the odd field here and there that may be standing or in a swath and uh no likewise, it's, uh, most of the swaths are off, and it's uh, probably primarily the straight-cut stuff that is still remaining.
2: That's probably for the best, considering the strong winds that we've seen over the past few days.
4: That's right, yes, definitely uh, uh, high winds. We've seen uh, sort of in that 70, gusting to 70 range in the last couple days here, so wouldn't want to have uh, too much laying around or uh, to get blown or shattered in the field.
2: Have you had any reports on yields in that Roblin area?
4: Yes. um, Yields for wheat uh, seem to range somewhere, you know, between about 60 and 90 bushels in this area. And, uh, you know, maybe somewhere even into the mid-90s for some people. And, uh, you know, some of those crops that were seeded later in the season are going to be, of course, yielding less. Uh, There's also been um, some concern about things that were uh, swathed just prior to some rains that we had a couple of weeks back, and so there's been a bit of downgrading uh, as a result of mildew and sprouting in those crops, but uh, not. Uh, we don't see as much of that here in the northwest. That's more as you would head east in the province. And uh, canola yields are uh, quite variable. You know, they really range anywhere in the in the northwest region here, anywhere between, you know, let's say 35 and somewhere in that mid-50s. Uh, you know, and that's going to very much depend on the seeding time and the conditions and flea beetle pressure and what the temperatures were during flowering and all of that. That host of things that affect canola yields.
2: Did the hard frost last week slow down harvest progress?
4: Yeah, I think uh, that that did. Um, although, uh, what was uh, nice about that actually is that you know we 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 did notice that it did help to um, keep some of that. Um, the very very heavy dews and stuff that we see sometimes uh under control so yeah that's that's uh it, it really is going to depend where you're at in the harvest timing whether that frost uh slowed you down or helped you out
2: are livestock producers uh done baling yet
4: yeah i i think uh, from what i have heard yes uh it seems like end of last week uh was kind of uh, you know a big push to get the um wheat straw for example off the field and i think an awful lot of people are, are done with that and Also, noticed that there's been quite a lot of manure application going on in the area. So, I think that's probably an indication that uh, other more pressing activities were were over and done with for the year. And so, then producers could turn their attention to uh, getting those corrals cleaned out and put on the field.
2: Have grain and oilseed producers started that post harvest field work?
4: Yep. I've seen some, uh, you know, some harrowing going on. And uh, I haven't seen, but I assume that there's also probably some anhydrous. Application going on, so for sure, I I think it's uh, worked out pretty nice that uh, a lot of people are able to get done this fall what would otherwise be pushed over into spring. So it's uh, something to be very thankful for. The weekend after Thanksgiving,
2: so it's that time of year where you'd like some rain, but you obviously do want harvest to wrap up first.
4: So you know, this moderate amount of moisture we're having probably isn't uh, slowing people down too too much. But you're right; it would be nice to have. Uh, you know, maybe a good inch of rain before it freezes up that, uh, enter, enter the spring with a nice amount of moisture in the ground.
2: That was James Fry. That was James Fry, the applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source. 620 CKRM.
5: This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Well, coming up at, uh, well, near the end of November, the week of November 22nd, 23rd and 24th in Canmore, Alberta, is Farm Management Canada's AgX Conference. And I'm looking forward to it because I will be there as well, along with this show. Joining us right now to discuss it is the Executive Director of Farm Management Canada, Heather Watson. Heather, welcome to the
6: show. Thanks so much, Sean. Glad to be here.
5: Yeah, so I, I'm excited for AgX. It's it's back in person, looking forward to it. Um, what, what are some of the big highlights this year that uh, you're going to have at the the conference in Canmore?
6: We're going to kick things off with an awesome farm tour. So we're going to go see our friends at Hilton Venture Farms. Uh, Sterling Hilton and his family are going to take us on a nice tour of their grain and oil seeds operation. And then we're going to head over to Strathmore, Alberta, where their family started a malting and brewing company called Origin. Um, so that's always a nice addition to a farm tour is to enjoy kind of their, their 12 different craft beers on, on tap will be a lot of fun. And then we'll kind <clears> of <throat> take a bus and head all the way back to Canmore all together. Um, so looking forward to that to kind of kick things off. Um, we'll obviously have a little <clears throat> welcome reception in the evening. And then we kick off the main program on the 23rd. So we're going to start with some opening remarks. Of course, you'll hear from yours truly on, you know, reaching new heights and what we mean by that. And then we have, so I like to call him the farm management guru from Purdue, Michael Langmeier. And he's going to be talking about optimizing your growth potential. So kicking things off with, you know, taking a look at. Uh, what makes sense in today's, uh, you know, crazy um, agricultural state with all things, you know, moving and becoming more complex. What does it mean to grow your farm? Um, and how do we do that with resilience and sustainability? And then, yeah, we're really happy to have you and your team having our Real Ag Radio uh, that morning as well. And then we go into something we've been doing actually since 1994. So um, this is actually going to be the 30th anniversary of Farm Management Canada. And so in 1994, we started this National Resource Showcase. So we invite folks to come in and host learning tables about resources and programs they have available available to producers to focus on their farm business skills development and opportunities. So we'll host that. And then the afternoon is full of awesome um, learning sessions with MNP talking about um financial stress and mental health and we've got SEC Joel Wilkenford talking about um, the farm transition dating game is what he's called it so kind of a matchmaking <laughs> that needs to happen with farm transition and then we also have a really great um, panel talking about uh, the BC floods so it'll be the one year kind of anniversary if you can call it that of the devastating BC floods and so we're going to be joined by a few folks from BC who have kind of experienced that and tried to help the sector out um, to learn how we can, you know, prepare and respond to emergencies and, and what that means from a mental health perspective as well. And then something we're really excited about is that evening before we get into our, our formal banquet, we're going to have a student networking event. So we have, um, busloads of students coming from Lakeland College, Old College, and Lethbridge College. And we're going to kind of do a networking one-on-one with them before we head into our formal banquet where we recognize this year's winner of the Wilson Marie Award and, of course, celebrate our 30th anniversary. And then day two, November 24th, we've got TELUS Agriculture coming, talking about the Internet of Things and what it means for the farm. We've got the Canadian Gr- uh Growers Association talking about, um, you know, how to contribute to and inform on big policy issues. Um, we've got Cargill talking about, you know, making the most of your marketing decisions, as well as we have concurrent workshops on leadership, you know, kind of a good to great concept as well. So kind of what what is helping, you know, our top producers stand out and how can we emanate that and support that through the industry as well as, um, you know, what is risk management look like and how can we take a comprehensive approach? And then we'll end things off with looking at, okay, so where do we go from here? You know, what's your strategy? How do we build your strategy? And keep everyone accountable to all the things you've learned over the past two and three days. Um, You know, going out into the world, returning back to your farm or returning back to your business and supporting farmers and um, and how we can keep that momentum going.
5: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You
0: can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agro weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM.
2: Today it's sunny with the wind northwest 60 kilometers, gusting to 80 with a high of 12. Tonight increasing cloudiness, that's going to be around midnight with the wind uh, dying down to gusting to 50, only 50, uh, low plus of 2. Tomorrow mainly sunny, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. High of 12, and tomorrow night it's cloudy with a 40% chance of showers with a low of plus 5. Looking at the rest of the week, on Saturday it's clearing with a high of 11 with a low of minus 3. And on Sunday, to round out the weekend, there's a high of 11 and a low of minus 1. Around the province at this hour in Estevan it's 6 degrees Yorkton 3 degrees Swift Current 8 degrees Moose Jaw 9 degrees Weyburn it's 7 degrees and in Regina it's 7 degrees as well the normal high for today is 11 degrees the normal low for today is minus 2 sunrise was at 7.17 this morning and sunset is scheduled for 6.12 tonight we'll be back in a moment this spring apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola peas or lentils max Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Covering for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gridner. This
2: portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, MacDougallAuctions.com, and by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution, fertilizers just better when it's wetter. The CEO and President of Nutrient believes it's possible to reduce more grain with less fertilizer. Ken Seitz says the company is working with North American farmers on a carbon pilot covering some 700,000
1: acres. You know, As it relates to carbon, we're talking to the farmer today about cover cropping, and we're talking about our own slow-release nitrogen fertilizers, which when you put it on the ground, there's a polymer coating that releases the nitrogen into the plant so that less is volatilized into the atmosphere. We're working with growers on cover cropping, on zero tillage, and we're working with them on variable rate um, crop nutrient technology where we're the largest soil sampling lab in North America. We're sampling soils, we're telling the farmer what's inventoried in their soils. We provide those scripts to their John Deere equipment that has variable rate technology and we're achieving what's called 4R stewardship. So just making sure we're putting down the right crop nutrients in the right place, at the right time, in the right quantity.
2: Site says long-term sustainability is extremely important for nutrient. He also looks at the future a number of years down the road.
1: Some of our egg retail colleagues believe that farmers are going to become contractors. In other words, the food companies are going to put out for tender a set of specifications that has this climate footprint, that has these water outcomes, that has this for-art stewardship, that has this soil health legacy and pedigree, the farmers are going to bid on that, and the ones that can do it are going to receive a significant premium for what it is that they do. That's out in the future for us, but again, when we talk about our integrated model, really, uh, as it relates to the sustainability discussion, that is front and center for us. Nutrient CEO Ken Seitz made his comments
2: yesterday at a North Saskatoon Business Association lunch.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley. Here's Tanner Wallace Gribner.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Daigleman Industries. Look to Daigleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and Arcola building supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcola building supplies. Alberta MP John Barlow will continue to be the Shadow Minister for Agriculture. Pierre Polyev announced his new critics yesterday and named Barlow to the role once again. Associate Shadow Ministers of Agriculture are Warren Styling who represents Regina Louvan and Richard Raroux in Quebec. Barlow said via Twitter that he will continue to fight for farmers, producers, and all agri-food workers to ensure their voice is represented in Parliament. And CN has reached an agreement through arbitration with the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. The three-year collective agreement is retroactive to January 1st, 2022 and runs through December 31st, 2024. The new agreement includes a 3% wage increase in 2022, 2023 and 2024. IBEW workers went on strike on June 18th against CN, but that walkout ended on July 5th when the two sides agreed to go to binding arbitration. And going south of the border, a well-known rancher from Washington who owned cattle in Alberta in the past has been sentenced to 11 years in prison and ordered to pay more than $244 million U.S. in restitution for running a ghost cattle scam. Cody Easterday was sentenced for defrauding Tyson Foods and another unnamed company after charging them for purchasing, raising and feeding an estimated 265,000 cattle that did not exist over a four-year period. Chief District Judge Stanley Bastian told the courtroom the case was the biggest theft of fraud he's ever seen in the career and the biggest he ever hopes to see. According to the US Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Washington, Easter Day used most of the proceeds for the scam to cover approximately $200 million in futures trading losses. Some of the remaining proceeds were used to benefit the Easter Day farm business, which in 2020 included more than 22,000 acres of farmland, 150 employees, revenue over $250 million in a private playing and hangar. Easter Day ranches and other related companies filed for bankruptcy shortly after the fraud case was made public in late 2020. The attorney's office says approximately $65 million has been recovered through the sale of property, farm equipment, and the aircraft. Easter Day's cattle business extended north of Canada, U.S. border into southern Alberta, including a feedlot near Coaldale.
0: The market updates on The Source. Since 20 CKRM. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Grittner. Your market update
2: is brought to you by Freeze Talman. Get all your projects finished from Freeze Talman in Regina and Fort Capel. Before we get to the latest by Tara Price Quotes, let's hear from AJ Peller with PI Financial.
0: This is AJ Tooley with PI Financial
3: with your morning grain prices for October 13th. We have November soybeans down four and a half at 1391 and a half with the bean meal and the bean oil also down marginally. December corn down half a cent on the day at 692 and a half and the wheat markets all higher on the day with Chicago December wheat up 15 and 3 quarters at 898. December Kansas City wheat up 18 and 3 quarters at 988 and 3 quarters. And the December Minneapolis wheat up 17 and a quarter at 984. Canola price is also higher on the day here with November canola up about five dollars at eight seven eight sixty-nine eighty. Uh January canola also higher on the day, up four forty at eight seventy-six fifty. This has been AJ Tully with PI Financial.
0: Thank you.
2: And looking at the latest Viterra price quotes, Durham at 457.71 Feed barley 352.87 Canola up 6 to 853.52 Chickpeas 925.95 Flax 752.98 Lentils up 14 to 748.50 Oats 255.32 Yellow peas at 455.44 Feed wheat at 289.56 And one red spring wheat up five ninety-five. That's 5.95 to 432.97. Coming up next, it's
0: the Livestock Report. It's the Livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM.
2: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes.
7: Hello, Calvin, Junior for Heartland Livestock of Yorkton, with your market report for the week of October 12th. Nice running offer this week with 2,030 in the sort, and bulls for a total of 2,366. On the feeder cattle this week, the lighter cattle were 10 to 12 higher, and the heavier cattle were under a little pressure. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale. Buckskin steers, four hundred fifteen pounds at three thirty-three seventy-five. The five weight's two ninety-five. Five seventy at two seventy-two. Six forty at two fifty-eight. And eight hundred pound buckskin steers at two forty-eight. On the block steers, four hundred eight pounds at three thirty-fifty. Four ninety-five weights at two ninety-four. Five sixty weights at two sixty-eight fifty. Six thirty weights at two sixty-fifty. And the seven hundred fifty-five pound black steers at two fifty-one and a quarter. Red X steer is 426 pounds at 321, five weights at 282, five seventies at 267 and a quarter, six forty weights at 265, the 790 pound Red X steer is 251.75 on the heifer trade, they're all still back, 25 to 35 cents. On the cow and bull trade, the cows are under some pressure with 207 cows averaging 94.50. D1 cows $1.01 one to a d 9. D2 92 to a buck. D3 cows 82 to 89 heifer. Dollar twenty five to a dollar forty. Thirty two big bulls average a dollar thirty four fifty with a high of a dollar fifty three. Producers, October nineteenth and october twenty sixth, pre-sort sales are full. We are not accepting any more for these sales. Please call ahead to book for November second and forward sales. Once again, we will not receive any more cattle for October nineteenth and twenty sixth. Receiving is Monday and Tuesday by four PM for the sales. Please, no later. This has been Junior for HLS York and thank you and have a great day.
0: Coming up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gridner.
2: Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and buy Western Egg Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Canada's budget watchdog says the federal deficit will likely come in well below Ottawa's previous forecast, absent any new spending. In the report issued today, the parliamentary budget officer said that they're projecting the federal deficit to be $25.8 billion in the fiscal 2022-23 year, less than half of the $52.8 billion forecasted in the federal budget earlier this year. The PBO said it expects farther improvements from Ottawa's books through its forecast horizon, with the deficit falling to 3.1 billion or 0.1% of the gross domestic product in fiscal 2027-28. While that forecast would have the federal debt-to-GDP ratio falling from its 2020-2021 peak of 47.5% to 36.2%, it would remain above pre-pandemic levels. However, the parliamentary budget officer said there are downside risks for the domestic economy and federal finances as rising rates hamper overall economic output. On the markets, the TSX is up 377 points. The Dow Jones is up 807. Oil is up $2.19 to be trading at $89.46 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 41 hundredths of a cent to be trading at $72.78 US. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges that growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I've been Tanner the Scribner, filling in for Jim Smalley.
0: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast, now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything A. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicides.